right. When can we start the lounge? <laughs> this is All where right. start, we start. I assume <laughs> <started the lounge. laughs> whoever spoke first. Well, well the problem is start. we talked about so many loungy and things before I ever hit record. I know, man. That's why it's great for us to do yeah. that. I'm sure the people don't care. But if you guys want extra lounge, why don't we do that? Throw it out on uh, yeah. Bleacher. That's a, that's a great idea that we'll, we will do next time. Yeah. So have the idea before and then we can do it this we could have done it this time. Always be recording. Hey, by the way. Hello Steve Bob. Hey. Welcome back to the show. Thanks guys. Yeah. Uh, Steve Bob. Feels good. You know, part of part of my absence was solidarity for Malik Monk. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I I feel like I'm the last guy on the Monk. So were you in pro was this in protest? No, no, it wasn't in protest. No. It was just like I, you know, I got welcomed into the show. Like, I came down to Charlotte. And you're like, hey, come on, man. Like, be on the show a lot. And, you know, the fans were rightly super excited about a young potential superstar like me joining the pod. And then, you know, you pump the brakes on me and you're like, you're not ready. I never said that. Well, in <laughs> my I, thought, I mean, I may have thought it, but I've, I never, I never vocalized it. <laughs> I've written a tremendous amount of Malik Monk fanfic uh, in my time. <laughs> should we release that on Bleacher Report? Yes, we should. Yeah, uh, actually, anything that you can get me on. Bleacher you know, I Report. protested sports one time. I had a protest of sorts. Oh yeah, when uh, it was um, back in high school. So this would have been pre two thousand and five. I don't know which exact year it was, but well, pre the, the Panthers had just benched one of my favorite quarterbacks to be a fan of, which was Chris Winkie. Oh my gosh! And and oh, wow. they, they had just benched him, and I said, "I'm not." I, I put on his Florida State jersey, which I owned, and I said, "I'm not taking this jersey wow. off. I'm not, I'm going to wear it to school every day until they put Winky back in the game." Mm. Right. That it was did this, not last very long because that was the that was the one in was fifteen. That an ironic. No. Same, oh, it was pre <laughs> one in fifteen. Because he he started every game that year. Right, it was the year after. Oh, yeah, and they yeah, benched yeah. him, and I said, "Listen, he didn't get a fair shot." Look, we haven't seen enough tape. <laughs> <laughs> you can't judge Listen, a guy. It was, yes, looking back on it, you can't judge a forty-year-old rookie quarterback on one of the worst seasons of all time. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, you got a point. We're going to turn this into a f- quick football thing, but I, I think Cam's getting unfair criticism because it's like. It's not like basketball. You need other guys out there, you know? Yeah. One guy can only do so much. It's One true. guy can it's only get his brain bashed in so much, you know? <laughs> All right, let's start the show. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte on this hashtag fun Friday. If you are new to the show, every Friday we play the air horn. We have a little fun. Uh, Steve Bob sometimes drops by. Steve I'm Bob. back, baby. I'm back. 
from G League podcast assignments. Uh, I can't decide if I want to go with Malik Monk or Markel Fultz because, like, I I feel like I wait. Didn't... Can you shoot? Uh, well, then you want to go with Malik Monk. We don't know that either. That's that's wow, the that's kind true. of thing, you know. That's true. From the capital city, Nick Denning. Nick, what's going on? You know, Steve earlier said he was like, I'm the one, started to say he's like the one Malik Monk fan left. Like, I, I think I'm the only person who doesn't get infuriated when they see that uh, commercial, the What's a Computer commercial. Like, I just kind of like, I don't know, I shrug. I don't, I, you know. I'm but not, there are a lot of people that do not like that commercial. Can you describe this for me real fast? Because I have not seen this. You know, it's like the, there's the girl. She's like, she has her iPad. She's like going to the city. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, from, right. What's uh, a computer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and then, yeah, and they're, yeah. By the way, she obviously she looks like the the girl that was popular in Stranger Things. Okay. No, yeah. that's what I was. Uh, yeah, a young. She looks. Yeah, Barb. Barb. Yeah, and it's so yes. clear. It's so evident. There, but I want to know what that meeting was like. Like, hey, we need to. Who's popular right now? What's popular right now? Stranger Things. Who's popular on that show? Barb. Okay, go get me a Barb. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's got to be well, an executive actually, thing. Apparently she's like a, a she's she's like on a TV show. It's like not on like a big network or anything. But apparently she's like a like a featured not a featured character but like a supporting character on a on a popular but not popular TV show like a niche popular TV show. Uh, and I have no idea what the name of it is. So it's a good good story. Someone, Popcorn <laughs> Jimmy. Someone in the chat. Someone someone in the chat help us out. Well, no, this isn't the live. Or show, not so live. We can't do that either. Come on, yeah, Nick. So we'll never. We'll never know. Hey, the viewers <laughs> don't know it. Oh, we got uh, Mouthman29 riding in Blackish. <laughs> it's Blackish is the show. That is Big Asian. news Not from practice. Big news from Hornets practice. Cody Zeller did everything except contact. That's a big step in his process, uh, progress. This could signal a return for Zeller in the coming weeks. Zeller has been out since December 8th when he tore his meniscus in his left knee against the Golden State Warriors. He's missed 23 games in that span. The Hornets are 10 and 13 over that period. What would it mean to get Zeller back into the lineup and have the team be fully healthy, Nick? Um, well, yeah, I mean, like we know his his impact like from last year when they missed him. So he's just going to – I mean, you've seen those nights where like Johnny O'Brien's looked okay, and then there were nights like against the Pelicans where he just was outmatched against um, some all that size. So I think having Zeller back, particularly against matchups where there's bigger teams, um, you know, he's just going to add a lot. And then, you know, just plus his, the dynamic that he has, like he's a different type of player than Dwight. So when Dwight comes off, he comes in, he just gives them different options. Um, so yeah, we're going to, I'd love to have him back sooner than later. Yeah. Johnny O has, has done well in spots. And then in other spots, like last night or uh, the last game against the New Orleans Pelicans, he seemed to really struggle with defensive assignments. And I think that's one area where, uh, the, the Hornets will welcome Cody Zeller back as getting getting that interior defense uh, in in for that second unit. Uh, seven points, five and a half rebounds on the year. Uh, this was a knee injury. It was his first sort of uh, you know first time dealing with a lower body injury. It will be interesting in my mind to see how that affects him when he returns because so many of his advantages come from his quickness, his burst off the pick and roll. And it will also be interesting to me because when he was playing, he was part of a second unit that was at that time a complete and utter disaster. Yeah. So yeah. seeing him being integrated back into a second unit that seems to have found a rhythm offensively 
with the pairing of of Jeremy Lamb and Frank Kaminsky, those two working well off of one another, I could see Cody Zeller coming back and and continuing to have a quiet offensive year while con- while helping them uh, defensively. Was he he wasn't dinged up, but he was healthy coming into the season, right? Because he looked good. He looked yes. like bulked up and good. But I did feel like he you know was struggling with that second unit, and I think it. I guess the answer is just always it comes down to when Kemba's not out there with you, your offense definitely goes way down. Yeah, Kemba Walker, and of course Nick Batum was not healthy at right. the time, yeah. uh, so there was there wasn't a chance for to get that Batum Zeller connection uh, very much before he went out with that injury. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they they try to work that back into the offense as well. But all you know, offense other than that game against the Pelicans, offense hasn't been a huge problem. Uh, for the Charlotte Hornets, it has been more on the on the defensive end. So uh, they could it's, definitely listen. It's it's a healthy body. It would it would represent the first time really this entire season that they will have a hundred percent of their roster available to them. So it obviously uh, it obviously cannot hurt the Charlotte Hornets. They will look forward to getting him back. I, I think it's it's probably still a few weeks out. Questions about you know his conditioning because it is a lower body injury. You don't have as much of an opportunity uh, to keep that up, but it seemed like they're not as worried about that as as maybe they would be because uh, he, he, as you said, his body was already uh, pretty good. So, you know, we'll we'll see how long it takes him to get back into the lineup. They have a lot of road games too, so you know, it'll be interesting uh, how many trips uh, he makes out with the team. Let's move on to some All Star talk. We got uh, we got the All Star draft that happened uh, on. Uh, well, I guess it was. It happened. Did it happen last night? Night before? Ugh. Anyway, it yesterday, sometime. You know why we don't say know. because every single like show or coverage of it did the. Well, I'll be Steph and you be LeBron like a thousand times in last week. So, well, the fact the the reason we don't really know definitively is because it was not on television. Right. So they didn't. How do we know anything? We're we're like Trump. I, That's the only way we can get news is if it is on television. Or it's it wasn't even on our phones. That's the thing. Now everything has to be on Twitter. It has to be broadcast on yeah. Facebook. They they didn't even get to that. That's a third level. That's the next. They didn't even put it on television. The fact you know what the, what what frustrates me about that even more because I know we talked about this a lot on the show, so I don't want to delve too deep into this. But the fact that the NBA is is working to. Not only embrace gambling. Have you seen this story where Adam Silver, the league, wanting to to basically uh, work to get gambling legalized throughout the United States, and they, they want a one percent cut of the the gambling revenues associated with the with the NBA. Essentially, it's a, no, a gambling... noble cause. Noble cause. Very brave of them to champion this <laughs> cause. You know, get the word out about gambling. It's got the stigma, and we could have more money. As the, I mean, that's the side of gambling you want to be on. It's just like, you guys do whatever you want and just give us 1% of whoever gets the money. We'll that's see. right. We'll take it from Well, it's, it's the whole, you know, it's the whole legalized marijuana thing, right? Like, you legalize marijuana, but the government gets a tax on that. And as long as someone's making money, that's, a, that's the American dream. As long as someone's making money, it's okay. <laughs> Right, but yeah. anyway, that's uh, not, I don't want to talk about the morals of this. What, I, what I'm saying is it's frustrating to me that the NBA gets it on gambling, that people are going to gamble, give us our cut. 
That's their that's their take. People are already gambling. People in North Carolina can gamble. They don't have to go to Nevada to gamble. There's this thing called the internet. They understand that. They want their cut. They understand that gambling is entertaining. That fantasy basketball, when you bet on that, is 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 entertaining. And they're embracing it. And yet, tell they knew that the NBA All Star Draft would be entertaining. I mean, they wouldn't have done it if they didn't think it was going to be entertaining. And then they don't show it to us. Yeah, I mean, it's like did it. Who knows if well, it even happened? They could have just put the teams together. You know what I mean? Like, oh, now you're getting into well, like, did you did you guys days. did you guys read? But but it's like, sorry, <laughs> Nick, but it's like who who even cares though if it happened now? That's what, that's the point though. It's like conspiracy. Maybe they didn't do it at all. It's like who knows? Who cares? Like it's they you're it's it is frustrating that they just they threw out a cool premise and they're like, wouldn't this be sweet? It'd be like if there was like, uh, yeah, we're gonna release uh, new Star Wars movies. Eight of them. I mean, wouldn't that be cool if we did? Just think about it. And then you don't get them. We didn't see the draft. There was no draft. It so, did, oh, well, you're saying if, it, if it's not televised, it didn't exist. You know, if, your... if the draft fell by Steve Bob Forrest, you know, that that kind of thing. That's it. Steve Bob. LeBron and Whoa. Steph. Wait, I, I stepped on Nick's thing, so sorry. You're stepping on everything. I'm coming in interject here because... First, I know I know before I said I wasn't kind of I was like whatever about this, but no, I'm 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 for it. I'm I'm I wish it had been televised, so I've been converted. But second, um, it was apparently the players' union that blocked this, not not the NBA. The NBA was planning to televise it. Well, which players which union, okay, apparently. but if but Nick, if you're the if you're the National Basketball Association and you come up with this great idea for an All Star draft that involves the players picking other players. Yeah. Maybe you check with the players union. It, it, this feels like this feels like a real dropped ball here. I mean, maybe they just didn't realize that they would um but maybe you, know, that, you check with the play if, would, if if it involves the play these guys wait, are lawyers, these guys are I know are, what happened. Chris Paul didn't make the All-Star team. He's like, "Don't put that. You're not putting that on <laughs> to you. Whatever you think you want to do, I just neg that. We're not doing it." And if you want to put me in, then we can talk. <laughs> LeBron James and Steph Curry, the the captains of the team, the 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 two people who picked these these or so maybe quote unquote picked these teams. We don't know if this actually happened because it wasn't televised, but they talked to Ernie Johnson on TNT after the draft, and Ernie doing human's work to coax a leak from from LeBron James about who he picked first. Let's take a listen to that. But you had said, hey, look, <laughs> we're all grown men. There are no hurt feelings, you know, that kind of thing. You know, and so so you're not going to tell me you pick Kevin Durant first because I know he's on your team. No, I, I ain't telling you. Okay. I ain't telling you. I ain't telling you. Okay, who'd you, pick, who, you okay, know, then you who'd you take? Kevin, you know Kevin Durant who'd you take is on my second? Team. Who'd you take second then, LeBron? I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, Ernie. This thing should have been televised. And, me, and when me and yeah. Steph was doing the draft, we started laughing very hard at one point. I'm not even going to tell you what part it was, <laughs> but we started laughing very hard at one point. It, it definitely should have been televised, well, that's for sure. <laughs> Good story. Yeah. Oh, Good, the, oh thanks, the fish, LeBron. The fish was this Listen, big. Listen, we so had big. so many fun times. Uh, Incredible. <laughs> you won't believe who dropped by. Can't tell you. Honestly, the, the funniest stuff that's ever been said, but if only we had recorded it. This is like Yeah, the, we, uh, we kind of did the same thing at the beginning of the show yeah that was you're you're right that so was, we're giant like everyone we're giant hypocrites but the point is this should have been televised 
I'm with LeBron. But then LeBron, just don't, why are you teasing us? Well, he's saying, yeah, it should have been televised. If only LeBron James had some pull with the Players Union. (laughs) He's just, you know, they don't respect those young guys. This is like the Nathan uh, Fielder tweet where he's like out on the town having the time of my life with a bunch of friends. Yeah. They're just all out of the frame here, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, we had such a great time. No one knows about it. <laughs> yeah. So no, who do we this, this, yeah. So we're pretty clear that KD went first to LeBron. Who do we think went first? Who do you think K, uh, that Steph picked first? Uh, Giannis oh. or I think it comes down to Giannis or James Harden. Got to be right? got to be Giannis. Yeah. See, I think I, everyone keeps saying Giannis. I feel like it's. I feel like it has to be James Harden because I can't imagine James Harden being there oh, for true. LeBron James and not and him not taking him. But then he could have Giannis too. Like either way, it's like we're splitting hairs. Like which guy? Yeah. If you put yeah. LeBron and Giannis, that's and all we KD do. All we team? do here is split hairs. Yeah. That's literally. Welcome to splitting hairs. Um, Giannis, KD, <laughs> and LeBron on the same team is like tr- so unfair. So so unfair. I could see him picking Demarcus. I could see LeBron James picking Demarcus Cousins, or even Kyrie, just to sort of go against the grain, do something you wouldn't think LeBron would do. Just pick Kyrie very early. My theory. All right, here's what. Here's how we fix this next year. Get the first guys. Get the most popular guys out of there. No way. And just have. We all know who the last guys getting picked are. You can probably pick them on Al Horford. Right, and then whoever on the other. That's team. the thing. Nobody cares who was picked first. Everybody wants to know who was picked last. But that's why you just make those guys like. Look, we all know Al Horford. Nobody's stoked to see him in the All Star game. Like, I'm sorry, he's he does Anna Howard. Anna Horford probably. She's. It's like you just you take the person yeah. who's like the least whatever. Tim Duncan. Okay. When he's in there, and what do you do with them? They're the captain. Oh, I Boom. see. We already fixed it. Okay, so everyone knows you guys are picked last. Let's not play around here. <laughs> so LeBron well, picks. Oh, go ahead, Nick. Like Chris, the year say, Chris Gatling was a was a all star. Chris Gatling, you you're the captain. Ha ha. Like we know. <laughs> come on, you're, you're happy to be here. Give him a little shine. He's going to play two minutes. You know, let him pick the teams. If you look at the rosters aside, there's only one time where they actually split teammates up, and that was with Kyrie and, and Horford. But everybody else, I'm pretty sure, is playing together. Other than Kevin Durant so, like, and the rest of the Warriors. Oh, that's true, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, that's well, so what kind of rift is this going to cause in the Celtics locker Zero, room, because you guys? this doesn't make anything – that's a, the, the other uh, thing to understand, Horford, too. Horford. This doesn't make anything more competitive. This doesn't – I don't think they're going to take this any more seriously – we're in for another uh, another All Star game that uh, is is just a couple of guys goofing around, and that's fine. I, I've said that for a long time that that's what it is and what it will always be. But and up until like a two years, I, I feel like it wasn't. I always loved the All Star game. Thing, I think we make things out to be. Oh, it's getting worse. Everything is getting worse. Well, but last year was like the first year I was like, this is like unwatchable. I, I swear, like people have been saying this for years. Like Zach Lowe's like, oh, I hate the All-Star game. I shouldn't even play it, this and that. But I'm like, I I love it. This was one of my favorite games of the year growing up. And and I feel but, like so. But you've, I don't think the game has changed. I think we have changed. Uh, my, here's what the turning point <laughs> for me was. I'll tell you. because We what, have grown up. We have matured and realized that the things that we, that, hey, DuckTales was entertaining 
as kids, but when you watch it as an adult, you go, I, I don't know. This might not have been as funny. This is stupid. Family Matters, not as great a sitcom when right. you're a little older. Well, when Steph laid down on the ground like and covered his head, I mean, what are we doing out here? You can't do that, man. All right, You're making Le- a mockery. I, I got. I got. We got to talk about LeBron picking Kyrie because. Uh, oh, this we ca- got to talk about this. That. Came after reports that Kyrie threatened to have season-ending knee surgery th- th- to basically force a trade <laughs> away from the Cavaliers. So he was threatening. Now, who knows if this Wait, report what? was true? But for the sake of this show, we're going to this assume report it's true. came out after he was picked by LeBron. In the draft, when did the when no did the Kyrie report came this? out before? Right before, right yeah, before. the night before the report came out that Kyrie He's was just bringing when up he was, some old stuff. He's like, "Oh, hey, you guys want to hear some nuggets? Check no, this out." Well, you know, reporters love, digging this stuff up. That's what they do. <laughs> but there's so. But here's the thing that amazes me about this about this idea that Kyrie would say, "Listen, if you don't trade me, I'm going to have knee surgery and I'm going to miss the entire year." Like that's your, he that was his bargaining chip. Okay. There's always a small risk when you have any surgery and when you are you're put under using anesthesia that there's always a small risk that you will never wake up. It's it's usually it's usually a very small risk. Right. But they always tell you like, you know, there's a risk. So Kyrie would rather risk never waking up to see his beautiful flat world ever again than play with LeBron James. <laughs> I mean, and all- then that's a guy that LeBron wanted on his all-star team. Yeah, it's all absurd. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like the the report comes out, hey Kyrie, uh, whatever. Four months later, oh, hey guys, just a reminder. I almost like faked my own death to get away from this guy so much. Also, you know what is uh, science? Is that real? How do you know? Because you read it in a book. Do you, why don't you write your own science book? And then that's this whole thing. Is like just do your own research. So like, okay. Kyrie, so he would have. Actually, that's what you're right. That's what he, he was actually knee. threatening to do his own knee surgery. He was like, "I don't believe in medical doctors. Yeah, I'm gonna." So does he? Does he need knee surgery, or is he just like, "I'm gonna get elective knee surgery, think, cosmetic <laughs> knee surgery"? Right. I'm gonna add a, a a different joint so I can bend the other way too, and then, man, well, actually, that would be pretty good for his for his game. I think the only way he could get more handles. No one's he breaks his own ankles. You see, yeah. You, I think you're the only one that sees this. Well, you're I, like I yeah. re- was watching the end of John Wick. I think one. you've been. I think you've been reading too much Kyrie Irving interviews. Too many. Of them. Absolutely. But I was watching the end of John Wick one the other night. I forget this. The final battle scene. The guy's got a knife at him. He chooses to stab himself with the guy's knife so that he can break his arm and then stab him back, which. Is is dumb to do. Uh, doesn't seem like a doesn't seem like the most effective means of of accomplishing what you want to accomplish. Yeah, but not, it is entertaining in the same way that Kyrie break, threatening knee surgery or choosing elective breaking his own ankle surgery. <laughs> what I'm saying, guys, you got to get behind this. Do your own research. Do your own research. Uh, okay, what did we learn about the Hornets this week? Oh, Nick, go first. Uh it's Friday. It's the um, end of the week. Nothing, we've okay. we've we've had uh, two home games this week. We got a third one coming up tonight that we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, we it's, what have we learned about this team in the past week? They're still not over their fourth quarter troubles. Like I mean, they almost they almost they almost blew it against Sacramento, um, and then it comes down to um, making plays in a tight game against. Um, against New Orleans 
and they just they, like they just can't like like they had that chance right like they 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 tied the game they got the defensive rebound and then did they turn it over I can't remember the, what, exactly what happened but just they just didn't they weren't able to capitalize on actually taking the lead and getting some kind of um, you know advantage no they're they're just they continue to struggle in the fourth quarter and yeah that's 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 the mark of the season yeah that I learned that they're still struggling to beat good teams. Uh, that this might be a team that is in some serious distress, that the losing and the inconsistencies might not simply be a case of make or miss, of chaos. I am not Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. I believe that things have meaning, that our, that our world has some some kind of, of meaning, that our lives mean something. Mm. That's my philosophy. Uh, I, this might not simply be a bad stretch, but instead a case of a team that feels as if it, it it might be cursed by injuries, by absences, by close losses, haunted by comebacks, not able to shake the last game, not able to shake what Dwight called the outside noise from friends and family, from their team owner. There's outside noise coming from the national media now that normally does not revolve around this Charlotte Hornets franchise is not something they're necessarily used to. It's been a very tough season for the Charlotte Hornets, physically, emotionally, and perhaps mentally as well. The toughest in my mind since the seven and fifty-two season. I think this has been the most stressful season since that time. I agree with you a hundred percent on that point. Uh, for, for you know, it's not th- that it's the worst season. It's like that. It's like a cumulative effect, right? It's this roller coaster we're constantly on where they're like making moves to win now, but it's when you're wildly swinging it. Win now is like, to me, that's trading for Rashid Wallace at the trade deadline when you're the 04 Pistons. You're like, this is our window. Let's do it. Let's mortgage our future. Let's do it. The, the Hornets are dead middle. They're number 15 in the league of average age, which is like, I just guessed that and I looked it up. I was like, they got to be. They. They have no yeah, future. Right. They have no, they have no present really. Like you gotta, you gotta have some guys that can grow together and play together. The consistency thing, the the Spurs system. You know the Spurs. It's it's this whole thing where they they just seamlessly bring guys up like a farm system or something. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, that's what I would. Uh, this maybe get that, requ- a different that point. requires that requires a good scouting system. That right, requires is- a good uh, internal development system this is what i think i'm just realizing just looking at the the team since you know since the bobcats came back i'm like that's what i feel like they really need to do and i don't know why so many teams or so few teams can do that you know because it does seem like a thing of just like it's not the players as much as it is the guys behind the scenes so i don't know if there's just only three of those guys in the world or what or you know but that's what I'm learning is like the well and to Nick's thing the zero and fifteen in close games is crazy like that's a definitive stat that you're like that's not just yeah like maybe we're at the point where you're right too like I guess we're haunted is it black magic what is it you know at what point can you be watching a basketball team and just you're just like I guess we were the Spectrum Center was built on an Indian burial ground you know. And that's yeah. it. And that's it. And what we've learned from movies like that, you got to move, man. Don't. If you see them dead pets walking around, get out of there. Right. There's a child 
playing with a toy and is like, come play with me. Don't play with that kid. Get out of there. What are you doing? Come on. Don't sign him to a, a $40 million contract. Can you shoot? Well, that is hold the caveat. On, if he on, can shoot, I would, uh, that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> is it a, is, can we, and uh, also, can we please touch on- Is that ex-murderer, can, can, can he, is he three and D? Because if he is, just uh, you can't bring the axe, but come on down. Yeah. Oh, unless oh, he's man. a rookie, then you'll just have him sit for four years and then do that. But uh, I want to get into something you touched on earlier, but let's Well, not. we got to talk about Atlanta because yes. uh, they have a matchup tonight yeah. against the Hawks here in Charlotte. Uh, they will be wearing their four, fifth alternate, I guess. Which Technically, one? it's the, oh, the, the black jerseys, the the, the uh, sort of Buzz City appreciation oh, jerseys. The, the city jerseys. City jerseys, right? yeah. Uh, so they're playing the Hawks tonight. Uh, the Hawks are in rebuild mode, but they have won three out of their last five, including a win over the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. Uh, what do we know about the yeah. Hawks, Nick, and what do you expect out of this matchup tonight? Um, expect some revenge games from uh, Marco Bellinelli, Miles Plumley. Struggled in that Maybe first matchup, are... though. Marco did. They did, they did. He did, but you know, Miles didn't get a chance because he was hurt. So you know, you know, he's been talking with Marco. He's been saying, "Look, man, this is, we got we we're coming back. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna let Rich Cho know should never have traded us." Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think that's I, the I, this is, <laughs> no. I, yeah, I don't think that conversation <laughs> happened at all. It's so sad um, though that I miss Belly just like so much. His wild like strafing three pointers, like NBA Jam yeah. style well, three pointers. I, I don't like, think drifting. that's weird at all because there was one thing that Marco could do. Well, a lot of things that Marco could do, but one of the the main components of his do. game was was shot making. And yeah. it's something that this yeah. Hornets team has struggled with, especially in the fourth quarter. It's the thing about this team is so frustrating. Is like all these dudes were the best player growing up. You know, you're in the NBA. All these guys can make shots, and then w- there's so many chuckers in the league. Just guys like a Lou Williams or something. Any one of those guys that's just a heater. And we draft one. He doesn't play. Like you put Marco Bellinelli on there, he can eat. He's averaging 13 points a game. He's he's nailing threes he looks like a hero just because no one else can shoot it's like we just need one yeah. guy how do we not have one guy how do we have that how do we have that one game i forget who we were playing but it was michael carter williams mkg and dwight played almost every minute of the first half and we gave up <laughs> 75 points it's like what are you even good at you're good at running up and down and appearing on the court right like there's ah you're very frustrated. Yeah, I, I let you're representing the frustrated fan voice. Well, I'm just like I'm a little perplexed to be honest. Yeah. Like how you build a team like that, and then you're like, "This was fine, maybe because everybody else plays a different way." Well, We're the if, only team not playing with shooting. If you if you work. do if you're if if you do still have some hope of the Hornets making the playoffs, then this is actually an important matchup for the Hornets because the second tiebreaker is division wins. So they have to get these yeah. victories over teams like Atlanta. They have a, a game or two remaining against Orlando and uh, one against Washington. So these are, are still important games for the Hornets to play. Uh, Nick, I mean, when we looked at this homestand, Del Curry wanted them to go 5-0. and I think we talked yeah. about it on the show as, as a, a potential four and one. That was the, the goal. Right. And, and, and now – I got to agree with Dell on this one. You guys – should go all five. That, all five. that way you get yeah. five wins. Think big. Yeah. But uh well, I think I was I think I you said was saying they wanted. were gonna split Washington or Miami. 
and they did that, but then they lost against the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, they they go three and two. But if they if they don't get this win and they go two and three, that's an absolute disaster, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then with with like the thing is like I know that you know <laughs> like every time they lose another game, I'm just like, well, maybe it isn't worth doing this. But at the same time, like they kind of have to. Like they're picking twelfth right now. As bad as the season has been, they right now are the twelfth worst team in the NBA. So you've got to try to push for it because at this point you're going for twelfth or fifteenth or something. Like, but and you're those not aren't, going yeah, for those aren't. And this, like, uh, well, I was like, just going to say. Yeah. I mean, you're not. I don't. I don't think that this team really gets drastically worse because no. right, right now they're not losing or, long stretches of games. They're just going though. one and then lose two or two and then lose one. This is what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, so yeah. I've been in my, I've been missing talking to my boys, but I don't know if you guys have discussed <laughs> this. What do you guys think realistically, like which one of those teams, like I just don't see them making the playoffs. Like who, who that's well, in no, right I now mean, do you see falling out or them overtaking? Well, they got four. The, we Philly, talked about this maybe? a couple of shows ago, but they have, they have four games against the, the Sixers and they've got four games remaining against Indiana. Those are two teams that, that they could work towards, you know, uh, you know, work towards getting themselves back into playoff contention. Plus the Detroit's falling back. They're out of the playoff race are, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what so, I'm saying. I'm just looking at Milwaukee. Like, like Milwaukee's eight. Right, but it's like if you're got, I just don't see Giannis not making the playoffs. But I, it would take well, to me, I it's going to take like a like kind of like a what Miami had happened there second half last season, absolutely. Like, and and I, I mean, and that's what they're that'd they're be awesome trying. If Cody I think sparked the, that, but I don't see. Yeah, it. and I think the team is trying again to shake those demons, to focus and and get to a way to play that is going to eventually translate into wins if they can get to. You know, again, if they can shake off what happened previously and win some of these close games, like this game tonight is a game the Hornets should absolutely win. Uh, the the Atlanta Hawks are not particularly good at offense. They're not particularly good at defense. They're a good offensive rebounding team because of John Collins, the rookie, uh, averaging 2.8 offensive rebounds per game. He's giving them 10 points and seven rebounds off the bench on 58% shooting. He's been fantastic. But this, this Atlanta Hawks team just doesn't have a lot of overwhelming talent no, and the guys that give lose. the ball to a lot end up turning it over so they give other teams opportunities uh so they they the hornets match up well at nearly every position against the atlanta hawks the hawks are in rebuild mode they have to win this game but the matchup guys that i'm really looking at happens on saturday against miami and it's yeah. a chance to avenge one of the worst losses of the season. Of all time, of Hornets history. For real. That was insane. <laughs> that was insane. And the that foul. Was, that was very I'm awful. sure you guys had it out over this. But, guys, that foul was, you don't call that right there, right? That's absurd. That's an absurd way to to give somebody a chance to win a the game. The Kelly Olenek foul. Well, I mean, there was, but, there was contact. But, it was undeniable there was contact. I, all right, for sure. Even be that as it may, they were, they had five point leads. Like, yeah, you don't you don't give up that lead. And then uh, did Reggie Miller walk through the door? No, just uh, the guy called Bloodsport, who's better at MMA than he is at basketball. Just stole. Hey, so, guys, real real quick, That's I just true. want to just throw this out there. So, do you know? Okay, um, number, we, we were we we uh, Rick Bonnell made this comparison when talking about the playoffs. You remember, like, so the 2013-14 Bobcats. You know, they made the playoffs at 43 and 39. Uh, you want to take a stab what their record was um, on January 25th um, of, that, of that year? Oh, they zero. Zero and 
thirty. No, 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 no. This, this is a team that that made the playoffs. No, but I, I know I was exaggerating, but I, that team okay. flipped a switch, right? They had a really amazing right. second half. Yeah. What was the record, right. Nick? Nineteen and twenty-seven. Well, hold on, wait. This is super eerie because that is our record. Yeah, right That's now our record is nineteen and twenty-seven. So get I, so you heard it here first. Nick is guaranteeing playoffs, right? And, and what I've been saying the past couple of shows is that it's not it's not the number, it's not the number of wins and losses. That's it's not the math that's bothering me right now. You know, it's it's the way yeah. they are losing these games what's and their inability to to string multiple games together. This has not been a streaky team. This has been an inconsistent team. This has been a team that has not been able to put three wins together very often this season, and I think you've got to have that ability to do that. You, They haven't shown the ability to get the car started yet. This is my frustration more than anything else with, like, I'm not like, let's tank, do this, that. Like, I just get confused when I watch this team. I don't know who's going to show up. I don't know what is going on. Like, they win games that they're supposed to sometimes. Like, they beat the Kings, but that was – they could have lost that game really easily. And then they lose these yeah. – it's like you they pull you in so hard. Think about that. If they won 15 games, if they won 15 and 0, they'd be a lot better. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking pull news. Pull that sound bite. You know I wasn't about to try to do some math, but they that would be they would be in first place and those are those are I mean, you're not going to win all of them, but if you win half of them, like do well, that they'd math. Be, they'd be the Miami now, Do that math in your head. Half of how many, 15 how many is Oh, you see now you're, you're getting in the Let decimal me get my points. Blocks. Hold on. Um, but that's How why, to me, that's why number. this matchup against Miami is is so important on Saturday. Road game, chance to go get a game back from Miami. And and I said it a few shows ago, the Miami Heat are everything I think that the Hornets have not been this season. Tough enough to win mm-hmm. close games. Tough enough to fight through injuries to major players. They're deep, they're skilled, and they're physical. They're consistent defensively while at the same time having the ability to shoot the basketball well night to night. If you cannot beat a team like that, and and I'm assuming, again, you get in danger when you assume things, but I'm assuming that they have enough talent and enough skill to get a win over the Atlanta Hawks tonight. But if you can't follow that up by beating a good Eastern Conference team, that you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. It's not about the number of wins and losses to me. Because I think mathematically, it's certainly possible to put together a run over the next few weeks that enables them to get back in the playoff conversation. But in order to do that, you have to be in a place mentally where you believe that it's possible to win close games and beat good teams. Can they get to that place? I think we'll know more... I think we're starting to wonder about that, and we're going to know definitively if if they can't. In my mind, I'm, I'm going to start to know definitively if they can't beat Miami on Saturday. And I hate to be like one game must win. I, it's just it's, it hasn't been one game though. It's been a string of games, and and it's it hasn't really resolved itself. So it'll be interesting to watch uh, tonight. 7 o'clock. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. We'll be live tweeting the game. Uh, we got to get out of here. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets, watching us this week on YouTube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. Thanks to my panel, Nick, Steve. We'll be back next week with more analysis on your Charlotte Hornets. Shoot us your questions to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. That's the email. 
For uh, David, Steve, Nick, the whole crew, I'm Doug saying go Hornets, go America. Let's swarm. Sharp.